Hello, hello, hello. I am your Anthony Porowski, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz. And I'm telling you, y'all, it is, it's, the holidays are here. The Halloween is this weekend. Soon enough, we're going to blink and it's going to be Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden, we're all going to be like, but should all the acquaintance be forgot? <laughs> and then we're back. We're back in the cycle. <laughs> Why is time going so fast? I don't like this space and time continuum, even if that's what it's called. Because, you know, time is just moving so, so fast. It's like two weeks since my episode of Easy Bake Battle with Anthony premiered. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, head over to your Netflix and look up Easy Bake Battle and you could see yours truly kill it um, or maybe not kill it. I don't know. No spoilers.com. <laughs> Ooh, it's the week before Halloween and I hear I hear some ghosts in the studio. <laughs> but before I get to my, my ghostly guest here, I need to shout out Amazon Music because Amazon Music has been showing me all the love, all the love this uh, for quite some time now. And I'm under Hidden Gems. I don't know if that's like Halloween specific, you know, hidden gems and spooky things and or whatnot or or whatnot. But um, I have to shout them out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Amazon Music for showing me all the love. So if you're not listening via Amazon Music and your devices, maybe you should turn me on while you're in the shower or like, you know, while you're having sexy time, just be like, hey, Miss Thing, just uh, put on put on in your mouth. <laughs> With Michael Munoz. Other than that, you all have been showing me all the love out there, and I am exhausted, blessed, and highly favored from all these food events that have been nonstop since, um, that are show-related and not show-related. I don't know what's going on, but I am blessed and tired. Other than that, I am really, really excited for today's guest. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only my easy bake battle sister Anna Sanga Howell say hi hi <laughs> how are you my love I'm good how are you I am good now in your mouth listeners obviously we don't record this on release day because that would be insane because I have to edit things so this is obviously pre-recorded a few days before because I like to th- keep things current so we are we are recording on a beautiful Sunday morning here, but it is it smells like I think there's a festival happening out here in Times Square. And in your mouth, listeners, we are both in New York. Uh, Anna's in Brooklyn. I'm here, obviously, yeah. in 120 square feet in Times Square. But I think one of those food festivals is happening outside wow. because I just got a big whiff of like, um, 
It smells like maple syrup and like Ooh. it smells like brunch. And nice. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds lovely. <laughs> I mean, did you Uber eat something to me? Because a bitch is hungry. That's happened. That's happened before. Really? Chef Vaselli, I think it was Chef Vaselli, when she was on the podcast many moons ago, we started recording and uh-huh. she surprised me. My doorbell, <gasps> my buzzer rang no and it was a hot, it was a hot baked stuffed French toast loaf. Wow, that's it was so nice. Hot. She sent it to me. Uber Eats did somehow from like Long Island or wherever she was. Wow. I was floored. That's pretty amazing. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, girl, but not sorry. <laughs> well, first and foremost, thank you so much for giving me of your time today. I am so excited to be here with you, to connect Same. with you because, because we are connected in a very, very special way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, although we didn't meet on that journey, mm-hmm. we are connected in a very, very special way. But before we get anywhere, Anna, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, and in the grand it. tradition of <laughs> In Your Mouth, on this Wednesday, release day, October 26th, I need to wish you Happy National Pumpkin Day! Yay! I didn't even know that was a thing, but... There, there's a national sure. food day for everything, and they oh. usually don't make sense. And so this one, oddly <laughs> okay. enough, makes sense. So yeah. thank you to Foodimentary for making it National Pumpkin Day. Do we like pumpkin? Do we eat pumpkin? Are we I, carving pumpkins? What are I we doing like here? pumpkin. I actually bought a pumpkin yesterday, and I'm not going to carve it, but I'll make like some kind of dish with it. And then I bought pumpkin muffin mix. So I'm all, right. all about it. Also, I don't know if I told you, but my my birthday is on Halloween. So I'm a Halloween I didn't girl. know that. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is a birthday episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good week. I know. I I used to have a friend that also had a Halloween birthday. Oh, yeah? And she goes all out still. I mean, I guess we're still friends. We've just, we didn't have a falling out. We just live mm. in different places. And like, we've kind of, you know, we keep in yeah, touch happens, here and there. Yeah. But she goes all out. Do you oh, go yeah. all out for your Halloween birthday? I, I have. Like, this year I won't because I'm recovering um, and we can talk about that later. But yeah. Um, yeah, like last year, I dressed up with my wife as old ladies. <laughs> and yeah, we went out for lunch. So that was really nice. So every year, um, every year for the past four or five, except for during the pandemic, obviously, uh, one of my besties and I go down to province, go up to Provincetown, I should say, mm-hmm. Massachusetts and mm. uh, for Spooky Bear. Ooh, and it's, what's that? And it's uh, it's a big gay party that Ooh, you know okay. that's everyone dresses the gays dress up and whatnot. And last year we did Lucy and Ethel. I forced them to do Lucy and oh Ethel my God, that's so for funny. tea dance, and we were a hit. And wow. um, I can't wait. I'm not going to reveal what we're doing this year, yeah. but it's also yeah. epic. It's wow. also epic. Very curious. On this on this National Pumpkin Day. Well, Anna, you're also in luck because. It's a two-day celebration, and yeah. I need to also wish you Happy National Mincemeat Day. <laughs> what? Mince That's weird. <laughs> well, I do use a lot of mincemeat in my cooking, so, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, it's easy to use. And Wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> are you actually, are you actually talking, like, ground meat? Yeah, or yeah. Actual, yeah. Or actual mince meat? Because mince oh. meat isn't meat. Oh, sorry. I meant ground meat. Yeah, so this is, okay. um, this is the co- a, a very, very common, like, you know, um, misconception about okay. mince meat because oh. there's meat in the word, but uh-huh. there's actually no meat in it. Mince oh. meat is a mixture of chopped dried fruit, distilled spirits, and spices, and often beet suet. What? Yes. What? Usually beet sweat? Beet suet. S U E T, oh. not beet sweat. S W E 
A-T. Oh, interesting. <laughs> right? Okay. So it's usually used as a pie or pastry filling, right? It's ah, very English, okay. you know, mincemeat yeah. pies and, and things like, like that. It. And shout out to the late Angela Lansbury, right, of Sweeney Todd uh, fame, because that mm-hmm. was a thing. Uh, how about some pie, sir? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so um, o- obviously, you've never had. Have you ever had a mincemeat pie? I guess not, right? Um. So I used to live in Australia, and yeah. they do a lot of like, I guess it's like beef pies, where they like stuff some beef in like a oh, yeah, pie yeah, yeah. crust. Yeah. yeah. So still I guess not mincemeat though. Yeah, still it's not, not mincemeat. mincemeat. It's not mincemeat. Right. Yeah. It's not mincemeat. I don't know who comes up. I guess it's seasonal, so it makes sense for this day because it's like, you know, distilled liquor, dried fruits, nuts. It's that whole, like, seasonal vibe, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I guess so. Well, you know, witchy woman, all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. No matter what we celebrate today, because I think we're here for both of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you celebrate National Pumpkin Day, National Mincemeat Day, or, you know, National Dressing Up and Not Remembering What You... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or... or I don't know. Like, we're here just to celebrate because it's a party for sure. We celebrate you on this day. And moving right along into this day in gay history, it's another celebration, Anna. Did you know that on October 26, 1996, during a conference for the American Academy of Pediatrics in Boston, activists from the Intersex Society of North America and Transsexual Menace began the first ever protest of its kind. Hmm. I did not know that. I didn't know that till today either. Mm. The group held signs with messages like hermaphrodites with attitude written on them and marked the first official demonstration by intersex people in North America. The event was also the inspiration for Intersex Awareness Day, celebrated on October 26th every year. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so happy National Intersex Awareness Day. Yes, for sure. Right? Shout out to our intersex brothers, sisters, and everybody out there, you know? Yeah. What a great day. Yeah, for sure. We celebrate the awareness. We celebrate you on this day. And um, I didn't know that. And this is kind of why I, I do that. Yeah, to, I love to it. To keep our history alive. Yes. You know? Totally and, necessary. Yeah. And to celebrate. And like I said to Anna before we started recording this podcast, I loved Miss Jane Velez Mitchell of last week. But Miss Jane Velez Mitchell and her passion took us took us to the news and some serious places. <laughs> and, you know, we often don't get heavy on this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like, we have twinges of, like, heavy, but, like, I, I need the juxtaposing, like, we need to, we need a little fun because although I, I Jane Velez Mitchell was epic and iconic last week, I was like, we're going to keep it light this week as, mm-hmm. as, yeah. as the flip side, you yeah. know, to that. So, I love that we're celebrating National Intersex Awareness Day, National yes. Pumpkin Day, National Mincemeat Day, National Costume Day, National <laughs> Easy Bake Battle Day. Yes. We're celebrating it all today. <laughs> you just made it a holiday. <laughs> Amen to that, sister. But I want to get to the getting on and celebrate you. In your mouth, listeners, if you didn't know and you're about to know, Anna Sanga Howell is the woman behind the food blog, The Lipstick Chef. And you also may have seen her on a recent episode of a top (laughs) 10 Netflix show called Easy Bake Battle, hosted by the one and only Anthony Porowski of Queer Eye fame. Anna is a self-described beauty marketer by day and home cook by night. She is a third culture kid who grew up in Japan and Australia with a lot of food influences around her. Most of those influences came from being around both her brother and her mother, who are trained chefs, or with her Australian uncle, who was also a seasoned chef that she lived with throughout her high school days. I'm just so excited to have you here. You know, um, and I think we should start in a place of... The show and this episode, In Your Mouth Listeners, is not another, like, all Easy Bake Battle show. We we explored my journey on that show, and there's a lot of that going around on Instagram that you can watch. 
And I just did an Instagram live. Giselle's doing Instagram lives. You can watch the show. But I, I really am here to celebrate the person. And But I really do think we need to start with, you know, we I got to meet six, eight people, nine people of the contestants, nine of the contestants, but Anna wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. And although production behind the scenes and the PR people behind the scenes are doing a great job of, you know, like giving us stuff to promote and whatnot, they haven't really connected us. So no. we have... We have all found each other in very special ways. And I was really touched by watching Anna on the television. And I reached out to Anna. And then um, because of whatever's happening in Anna's life, she got back like a week or so later. Later, (laughs) right? My Brooklyn is coming out. (laughs) And I was so happy because for a minute I was like, oh, maybe she's just not on, on the gram that much or or I don't know what's happening, or maybe she just doesn't see me because she doesn't follow me because that's mm, a thing too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm so happy that we finally connected because it's been hard with some people to like oh, yeah, kind totally. of connect or yeah. people have, people are in their own feelings about whatever, you know, cause this journey, as I explained mm-hmm. on my episode is really like really messes with your head mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. So I'm so happy that we finally just connected and you you and your story um and they showed and they showed more of your lgbtq journey than they did of mine mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see that edit yeah right but i yeah. think we were there with the same mission mm-hmm. right yeah. which yeah. was a representation matters mm-hmm. mission. yeah totally you know yeah so that's that's why I was so happy to connect. And then on top of that, on this podcast, we talk a lot about, which I never, I'm coming to realize a lot now, is that third culture cuisine, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. that like is is a, is a big thing that people aren't, aren't really talking about. Like mm-hmm. I talked about it with Chef John Kung. I talked about it recently with... Um, who else? Oh, um, from Amsam, Kim Pham talked about it with her. Cool. Um, and it's and it's something that I didn't realize that I'm kind of doing as well. Right. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that sense, being Puerto Rican, but like then there's that mind thing of like, does it count because Puerto Rico is part of America, but it's still a culture and yeah, like, I mean yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah, you yeah. can see where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um and I'd like to start with love of food and where that comes from. Obviously, I said it comes from your mom and your brother mm-hmm. and your uncle. Yeah. But I kind of want to dive more into that and that yeah, story of a little. Of course. Yeah. So I grew up in Japan and then I moved to the U.S. How many years ago? Probably like five years ago, maybe. Um, I know I sound kind of completely American, but um, it's just because I've had like an international upbringing But yeah, basically, um, you know, I grew up around, um, as you mentioned, chefs. So my mom um, is a chef um, and she like personally cooks for people. My brother was a chef and then I lived with my uncle in Australia um, when I was really young um, and he was also a chef. So just having a lot of like food influences around me. Um, I really didn't start cooking until I actually um, started working. So until I was 22, I was kind of piggybacking off of my mom and my brother and like eating everything they make, but not making anything on my own. And then I was forced to live by myself um, because I had to like move to another city. And yeah, food kind of became this thing that connected me to other people. And it was just really nice because I could cook something and then have people over and then, you know, we could just like have a little kiki. So. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love that you've had like this multicultural experience from like Japan to Australia. Are there a lot of those influences as well in, in your cooking, you know, and then moving here, right? Cause yeah. the food is, the food is all over the place yeah, here, yeah, especially especially depending on where you live. We are yeah. fortunate enough to live in a food mecca yeah. here in New York City. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely been influenced by the fact that I live here. Um, you know, 
like for instance, I'm not able to get certain vegetables or certain ingredients unless like I go out to like some Japanese store like in the city or something. So that makes it a little bit hard. And I kind of learned to substitute or, you know, make use of things that are readily available that might not be in sort of like the traditional sense, like be used in a Japanese recipe. Yeah. Would you say that you're the one who cooks most at home or does your wife, your yeah, wife, my correct? wife, yeah. Your wife, um, stunning, by the way, stunning. Thank you. If you haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen the photos, you know where to find them on <laughs> Netflix, Easy Big Battle, or, or we'll hand out all the socials later as well. Thank you. Um, but are you the are you the main cook? Do you cook together? Do you? Yeah, I would say I'm the main cook, but my wife also cooks a lot. She's really good at like making curries and stuff. Um, Delicious. She has, like a West Indian upbringing, so yeah, we kind of each do our thing, and we kind of each contribute, I guess. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. What made you start, want to start the Lipstick Chef then? So it was actually during quarantine and, you know, like you were here during quarantine, right? It's just like, it was just like depressing and everyone Girl. was like, everyone was Girl. like, oh my God. I live in 120 square feet. <laughs> I can't believe it. And, and I got sick. The <gasps> We shut down on March 16th uh-huh. and I got sick March 17th. I think no it's a, way. Because we shut down on a Monday. Tuesday, I got sick, and I was sick for five weeks. What? Five weeks? Five weeks. I did not leave this 120 (gasps) square feet for almost three months. No way. So you want to talk miserable. And you know what? Uh, Blessed and highly favored that I made it through, right? Um, It was miserable, but uh, obviously I'm not saying that my experience was more miserable than anybody else's. We understand that people passed away and... People are still having long effects. Yeah. I'm still having a little bit of a, lo- a vision issue mm. that the doctor that the doctor think thinks is a, a long COVID effect. Mm. Gotcha. I'm so sorry so, to hear that. You know, I mean, yeah. we we I it was an experience, and it's uh, and I'm here to tell the story, and I I am fortunate enough to have, you know, made it through. But like quarantine was next level for all of us. Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, it was crazy. So It was crazy. But a lot of people started cooking like you did and the Lipstick Chef. Yeah, yeah. So I started cooking and, you know, it was just fun, like interacting with people over Instagram and, you know, so it just kind of became a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So many people got famous off of that. And I yeah. and I don't know about you, but I think maybe it's because I got sick or something, but and I and I don't necessarily if I've ever admitted this out loud, mm-hmm. but I think that perhaps with the combination of being sick and then the depression mm-hmm. and anxiety that uh, that so many people who weren't doing this food thing because I'm a long time in this food game mm. got really famous very quickly mm-hmm. from yeah. this yeah and like there's a little twinge of like all oh, regret in me right. that I missed that moment mm. and a little and a little bit of like um envy jealousy yeah if I, you know yeah, and I'm yeah. I am not too proud to admit that that to be mm-hmm. like you know I've been doing this a long time and I'm where I am but you did this for two seconds and look where you are. right right you yeah. know yeah, yeah but like okay. I support everyone I am not mad at nobody like, <laughs> but I am grown enough to admit and to Good. realize like what these feelings are and like yeah, and yeah. Do that. you totally. know what I mean yeah yeah I mean it's a big thing definitely it, it really is a big thing yeah. and and when did this show come about for you? So, and it, by this show, obviously, I mean the Easy Bake. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly when, um, but they reached out to me during quarantine, and then I had to audition. And I think that process that process was like long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more than long. a year ago. Yeah. I mean, we filmed like a year ago. So we filmed like almost yeah, a year ago. Yeah. Like it's. A month under a year ago. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, but yeah, yeah, 
So, um, yeah, that process was long for me. And because I've been in this food media game for a long time, they, uh, a lot of times, um, and I don't want this to sound like, oh my God, I'm so special. <laughs> but like, uh, but because I'm, I've been in the game for a long time in very many different ways, the casting people, uh, I'm on their like radar. So like mm. every casting season, they kind of, somebody reaches out mm. here or there. Right. And this was just right time, right place. I nice. Guess, you know? Wow. Right yeah. Right time, right place. I love the story. And I loved the fact that, you know, you were on a representation matters journey. I was yeah. on a representation matters journey, although it got cut for different reasons, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not upset about. I mm-hmm. will talk about, we'll talk about like if we would change anything later, mm-hmm. but um, I'm very happy with everything that like happened. No yeah. spoilers, but why is it important? Why was it important for you yes. to have that be part of your journey coming yeah. into this, coming into this experience, because you had yeah. something else going on in your life that mm-hmm. I didn't know till like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why was, why was this the important part? Why was, why was that the side you wanted to show America yeah. and beyond? Yeah. So basically I grew up in Japan and Australia, as you mentioned, and there's very little LGBTQ representation there. I mean, Gay marriage is not legal back home in Japan. And I mean, we're fighting for it, but it's not legal yet. Um, And there's just a lot of backlash. So I didn't grow up, you know, with a lot of queer people around me or any representation. Any type of representation that I saw in the media was very much kind of cliched, you know, kind of a lot of like just a lot of sissy guys and like not a lot of varied representation. I never saw a woman who was gay and or queer um, represented anywhere. And so I just wanted to, you know, kind of be that, that face and that voice that kind of represents that to be like, Hey, we're out here, you know, doing our own thing, you know, being who we are and, it's like, it's okay. Like we're all, we're all here and that's all that matters. Yeah. I just, I never saw that growing up. And I think that had a lot to do with, I didn't come out until very late into the game. And I just, I think that that really impacted my sense of like how I see myself, how I perceive myself and yeah, what I thought of myself. Amen. 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 I too was on a very similar journey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this podcast is almost five years old. I can't believe it. Wow. But I mentioned that on the show too. And like this podcast gives a voice to a sector of our community that often doesn't have a voice, especially yep. if you're behind the line in kitchens, you yep. know? Yeah, totally. And and then during the show, I remember having a conversation with Anthony on mm-hmm. film that didn't make it, but it's okay. Um, about just being like, you know, I'm not only Latino, but I'm one of the few queer Latino voices in food out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Right. And I'm here giving a voice or trying to give a voice to people out there that don't have a voice. And I go, yeah. I would have died. I would have lived, 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 lived to see somebody like me on television. Yeah. You know, we all can't be the Kardashians or or whomever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I go. Some some young child, some young person is going to see me and be like, oh, my God, he reminds me of me. Yeah. And that's OK. Yeah. And and then I also mentioned like uh, homeless youth statistics on the show, mm. too. And obviously that's uh, although they're important to know, I'm sure like this is a happy go lucky show. So they're like, oh, yeah. It's important, but let's cut that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, 28% of youth out there, homeless youth, are identify as LGBTQ right. youth. And something like 39% of it, um, and I don't know how that these percentages work, but these are actual facts. Right. And look them up. Those people, those youth identify are trans or nine or mm-hmm. non-binary. Yeah. 39, it's like 36 to 39 percent. Crazy. What? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense because, you know, they get kicked out or whatever. Or they don't feel safe or or whatnot. And so to be that representation on on a mainstream show that is now top 10. Yeah. 
right? So that means it's important. I'm not just saying it to like say that we're top 10, but it's just like, it's important because exactly. the visibility of that yeah. is important because yeah. somebody's Midwestern mom sees me, mm-hmm. Someone, uh, someone's, you know, um, unaccepting aunt sees you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. yeah. that you're, that you're, and I hate saying this, that you're normal because mm-hmm. we are yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what that means? We are normal, yeah, yeah. but there's like, but it normal, like it normalizes it for them because mm-hmm. they, they yeah. have this different opinion. They haven't been exposed to us mm-hmm. in yeah. this way, yeah. but we're just. We're just here, y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before we cut out to the break, I want to talk about coming out because you touched on it mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. And I would love to hear your coming out story if you'd like to share it. Yeah. You know, I always say our stories matter because we yep. never know who's listening. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, and I'm happy to share it. I didn't, I think I mentioned that I didn't come out until I was basically like pretty old. Um, I'm 35 Pretty now. old, girl. You? <laughs> Well, uh, well, we don't talk ages here, but like, listen, this 42-year-old Latino skin is is fresh, okay? So you, I, I'm not even going to guess, but you are fresh and young. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. But um, yeah, I didn't come out until like pretty much early into my 30s, I would say, or like very late 20s. Um, and it was because I grew up in Japan and it just like, there's no visibility for people out there. Gay marriage is not legal. And I just didn't feel like it would be an advantage if I came out. And then I came here and I went to business school and I saw how, you know, there's like special like hiring, um, spots basically for like LGBTQ people within companies. And I was like, that's so cool that, you know they try to basically um, hire people of all different races and backgrounds and, you know, experiences. And I just thought that was really, really great. So, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I answered the question, but... <laughs> no, it's fine. No, you gave us a piece of your coming out story, Yeah. yeah. right? What was the journey like for you in, mm. in other aspects with family, with friends, you know? Yeah, so... Yeah, I didn't come out till late. Um, Basically, I didn't come out to my mom until I started dating my current wife. So yeah, that that was like a short while ago, um, probably like five years. Um, Yeah, and I came out to her and my my wife had basically had this experience of she was dating someone like before she met me and then they hadn't like fully come out to their parents and she had a hard time and she just didn't want to do that. So she was like, you know what? Like, I need you to be out. Like, what's your story? You know, can you, can you come out if you're not out, whatever? And then I was like, okay, sure. And then she was like, what? That's so weird. But I was like, okay, well, I mean, like I should. So yeah, then I just called my mom and I just told her that I was dating this amazing woman and yeah that was that so yeah that was that I I mean there's some people in my family like my dad that has been very unaccepting and like I don't really talk to him anymore um but you know that's kind of something that I've had to kind of give up just because there's other things in my life now that I value and that are really really important to me so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. First and foremost, thank you for sharing and letting me be a keeper of your story and entrusting me with that. Of course. Um, thank you for always, listening. It's always very special um, to hear everyone's coming out stories. I always say we also don't qualify stories on this podcast because everybody's journey is different. You yeah. Know? And you don't we don't know who we can touch out there with our journeys, with somebody else who's going through the same thing, you yeah. know? And Sometimes family comes around and sometimes family doesn't come around. And, yep. and as cliche and RuPaul as it is, um, mm-hmm. just because RuPaul is famous, right? But like yeah. we've all, a lot of us has been saying this for a long time too. We as, we as LGBTQ people are really lucky because for those of us that are lucky enough to have family that we've kept, great. But we also yeah. get to choose, we also get to choose yeah. a family that yeah. we surround ourselves yeah. with, you know? Exactly, exactly. And yeah. 
and that's that's also really 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 special yeah so, totally so thank you I think that's a great place to take a break. Um, Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Anna and I are going to go pour ourselves a mimosa because it's brunch (laughs) time and I'm starving. And we're going to come back with my favorite part and y'all's favorite part of the podcast. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, Anna, I hope you're ready for my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News Update. You ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News Update. McDonald's Halloween Pails are officially returning. Were you ever a McDonald's kid? I was, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the Halloween pails from from like the 80s, 90s that they used to sell? It was like the like when Halloween came around, they uh instead of the Happy Meal box, uh-huh. you used to get Oh, really? To, yeah, no, I don't to, they probably didn't do that in Japan cuz Halloween was like not a thing until like 5 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds cool. I think I would have liked that. So basically, well, let me explain this to you. At least here, I didn't, I, I didn't think about that. Oh, well, well, aren't I just in a pickle? No, uh, <laughs> no. So McDonald's would trade out back in the day the mm-hmm. uh, Happy Meal boxes, okay. for these pl- round plastic. They weren't big, but uh-huh. they were these round plastic buckets. And there was one that was a ghost, one that was Ooh, a witch, cute. and one that was a pumpkin. Okay. You know, and they were just, they were just a plastic bucket. Yeah. There wasn't anything special. But that's where your Happy Meal came in with Ooh. the toy. And then, so and fun. then you, you would use it to go trick or treating. Right. Oh, so fun. they discontinued them, but this, and um, I think they've come back again here or there. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they first launched in the 80s, but haven't been on the menu in six years. And so now they're wow. back. Wow. Now they're back, right? And back. it's called uh, McBoo, McPunkin, and McGoblin. <laughs> McBoo. McBoo, yeah. That's you know favorite. what? I, I, I need a McBoo. Yeah. yeah one... <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so um, the pails have may have vanished for a while, but that didn't stop you from finding clever ways to keep their spooky spirit alive. And McDonald's is also on a soapbox of repurposing them. Mm. So, like they've they've paired with all these influencers to show like outfit of the day, mm. using it using it as an accessory, Fun. using it as a, as planters, crafting it into something else. So, like right. they can repurpose it. I think though someone on Today Food or someone, someone somewhere was like, um, "This, although this may be nostalgic, it's not worth it." Oh, yeah, like Whoa. I don't know. I don't need. Are you a Mc, uh, are you a McQueen? <laughs> I'm sure you're yeah. a McQueen. But are you a, are you a fast food queen? No. Do we eat a lot of fast food? No, I have a lot of dietary restrictions, so I can't. I I don't take gluten, so it's like. I can't have a oh. burger because they're not gluten free. Well, there free. goes that. Yeah, there goes that. No, I I can't tell you the last time I had anything fast food. Although I've been craving Jolly Bee, mm. but you can't you can't have that no, either. No, um, delicious. But yeah, I can't tell you when the last time I had fast food. I did order fast food for my, when I babysat my niece and nephew recently. They wanted McDonald's. Mm. And my niece has a lot of allergies, seeds, mm. nuts, um, all nuts, all seeds, wow. like coconut, anything. And I, I turn to them and I go, are you allowed to have McDonald's? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> we have it all the time. Um, and my niece ordered a McFish and I was like, 
fucking little kid orders a McFish. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, albeit, all, um, and here I am thinking it's safe. And I guess there was some cross contamination from a sesame seed <gasps> that she got like itchy. Oh and, no! And so my um, Poor thing. so my sister in law got home and she's like, "What happened?" And I go, "I thought we were safe." And she goes, "We usually are safe. We order McDonald's all the time." Because I was panicking. Right. Yeah. As you would. Yeah. Um, she was fine. It was very light. It was very okay. light. Thank Good. heavens. Um, but she goes, "No, no, no, no. We order." Like they they get McDonald's. It's usually safe. This is really weird that this happened. Right. Um, wow. Here. Interesting. So, so yeah, we're celebrating Halloween with these pails, but I don't know. I don't know if we're here for the fast food of it all. I yeah. mean, there's another fast food headline coming in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the nostalgia. I'm just I thought it would be cute because it's Halloween related and I'm here for the nostalgia. Yeah, of totally. It all. This honey made in a Brooklyn cemetery is probably not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so weird. <laughs> I picked this one because it's a double whammy here. Yeah. It's not only Brooklyn related, but it's Halloween related yeah. too. So and they... I'm born I'm born and raised in Brooklyn and gotcha. you, and you live in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. So jars of sweet hereafter, which oh, I love. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Honey made at Greenwood Cemetery are available on site and in limited quantities for a short window each year. Um, I love this. I love this. Where in Brooklyn are you? So I live in Crown Heights. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So Greenwood Cemetery is kind of like in that Sunset Park, Park Slope area. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the largest cemeteries. Have you ever been? It's stunning. I've probably been there. It's stunning. They do movie nights uh, uh, there, which is people think is weird, but they yeah. do a lot of different things in the cemetery. A lot oh. of famous people are built uh, are built there. Are a lot of famous people mm-hmm. are buried there, mm-hmm. and I just I didn't realize that um, there's an apiary there with um, honeybees. Oh wow! Yeah, so the, I didn't and know that it's, either. It's fairly recent. This will be the third year that the cemetery has produced its cleverly named Sweet Hereafter Honey, which is only available on site each fall. The honey has developed a cult following amongst Brooklyn residents and even people uh, from further afield who jump at the opportunity to buy jars of honey with such a vivid, slightly ghoulish backstory. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so... I I love, love, love this because, you know, um, the cemetery, which doubles as a lush 478 acre class two, class two arboretum, uh, which would be the ideal setup for beehives in the city. Wait, wow. where is the, Who where knew? are the numbers of, um, oh, they have nearly 8,000 trees to choose from and thousands of flowers. So wow. the honey every year tastes different depending on that's what the so bees. cool isn't that really yeah, awesome that's really like, nice now i want to like meet you at greenwood cemetery and fight people and and like bring a bat or something to fight people off <laughs> no. for, for for honey i'm not i'm not bringing a bat i'm not but, here for violence no. <laughs> it's like you'll get attacked by the bees <laughs> right no the other thing is is that they um, the guy who's uh, Greenwood has brought in to do this are what kind of bees are they? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah. So um, Larson explains that since the hives are in a public place, he purposely picked carniolan honeybees for their do- docile nature. Ooh. They just couldn't be friendlier. Um, they almost never sting me, he says. Uh, I don't even wear a suit half the time. Although they are very moody animals, if they recent if it's recently rained or about to rain, they can oh, be wow. pretty pissy. <laughs> pretty pissy. <laughs> yeah, they are. I think they're from Georgia. Of course, oh. southern bees are are Georgian. You know, <laughs> are I mean, of course, southern bees are like nice until it's yeah. like bad weather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love that. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. And, you know, we need the bees. The bees are in danger. Yeah. You know, and so anything they can do to, like, kind of foster this, this, um, you know, the bee community and whatnot. I love, I love everything about it. Plus, like, the cemetery itself is so beautiful. If you're ever in New York City, please, and, like, like, you know, like off the beaten path things aren't like, you know, normal tourist, tourist mm-hmm. adventure stuff you want to yeah. go on. I highly recommend the Greenwood Cemetery because it's just, you can get your exercise in there. There's a lot of people buried there. Um, there's uh, so much history and so many really cool things to see there yeah. as well, you know? Yeah, for sure. So like the, the they produce, and my last fact here is... Um, they aren't sure how many jars of raw honey they produce since they just fill them and sell them as fast as they can. But they estimate that last year they harvested a good 200 pounds of liquid gold. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And who knew something? I I love that. It's something local that we both didn't even know. Yeah. No, that's cool. I want to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we, uh, I'm gonna find out. Maybe, maybe because of this, we'll get a special job. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are totally here for this. And last but not least, for sure, Burger King wants to help you check your house for ghosts. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Sounds weird. I think. I think we need to start with. Do you believe in ghosts? I do, actually. Me too. Yeah. I'm. I'm a full believer. Yeah. Have you had a ghost experience? I have, well, I guess I have, um, after, so this is such a weird story, but after the dog, my childhood dog passed, he came and visited me like a few years later. And I just remember I was in like this, you know, that state in between like waking and sleeping, it's kind of like lucid. And he like came in through the window and then he like ran across my body and I was in the bed. And then he just like went away. And I remember thinking, Milo, I know that's you. I was like, oh, so yeah, Milo. Milo. Yeah, I live in an old hotel, what used to be an old hotel. Ooh, that sounds spooky. Yeah. um, So sometimes there's, there, I have like the draft covers from under the door. Mm. I used to have one of those like hard, you know, those balls that are like tennis balls, but they're hard. They're for like reflexology. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Um, my floors are pretty level and that ball just kind of like lives on the floor mm-hmm. in a corner or wherever it just lands after mm-hmm. I kick it someplace. And every so often it'll just roll a clock across <gasps> the floor. Wow. You know? And I'll be like, hey, how are you? <laughs> How's it going? You know? <laughs> um, I have this picture, my grandmother's wedding picture up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think it's from 1922, 25. Mm-hmm. It's well over 100 years old. Wow. Um, on the wall. And um, every so often, I'll get whiffs of her perfume. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's so it's crazy. Wow, it's crazy. So, she's like, I'm so, here. I'm, I'm looking I'm, at you. I, I'm I'm watching you sleep with random boys in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Was that really the best choice? <laughs> wow, <She's so> Michael. <laughs> Or grandma's like, get it, honey, get it. <laughs> yes, queen. Oh, my God. Well, Burger King, apparently, um, it's so funny. Burger King does everything. Uh, I should say, Burger King does something every year for uh, Halloween. You know, all these brands and whatnot have have to, like, show up and show out. But um, if you go to the Burger King app and you're part of their, like, Perks member, mm-hmm. which I've never met anybody, but I guess people are. Yeah. You can access a ghost detector through their app, which what? like met which like measures electromagnetic fields to help you determine Whoa. whether there's anything paranormal going on in your house. The company didn't claim that it was accurate. So take any of these <laughs> right. results with a grain of salt. But in reality, the purpose of the ghost detector is to unlock the meal deal 
uh, for this new Ghost Pepper Whopper, which features an orange bun, spicy queso, bacon, jalapenos, and ghost pepper cheese. Huh. Yeah, and black and orange uh, sesame seeds. Oh. It kind of sounds good. Yeah, I, it does. I, lo- like... I love a I love a hamburger. Yeah, and, and I, love I love hamburgers sp- too. And I love spicy things. So mm-hmm. like, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll try that. <laughs> you know what? I'm here for the ghosts. I'm here. I'm here for a burger, and yeah. I think that's the best way to end. Mm-hmm. Food news update. Aww, thank you. I, I can't wait for you to tell your wife. You're going to be like, I just did the craziest thing. Crazy <laughs> no. no, I was like, he's so sweet and cute. Oh, my God. Did you watch the whole uh, series of Easy Bake Through? Be honest. Not yet. I, okay. There's a couple I haven't watched. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. No, um, I have. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was great because um, I wanted to be supportive. And but I know a lot of people that haven't. Like a lot of my friends, shady friends, uh, <laughs> were like, "I just saw Yara. Yeah, yeah, what you did. Yeah, yeah. and I don't want need to watch anymore." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, no, you need to watch because actually it's really good. I loved Anna, Pam, Giselle, and I are tight. Mm-hmm. My Latina sister." Um, you know, I just did a live with Andy Burrell. Oh, cool. You know, so, so that's really, that's really, really, um, just really fun. Yeah. And, and really interesting to see everybody's journey on, yeah. on the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. were you, were, with no spoilers, mm-hmm. were you happy with what, with how you were portrayed and what happened? I was happy with how I was portrayed. I was not too happy with how it went. Um, yeah, just because I felt like I didn't, I mean, I felt like I didn't have enough time, but I feel like that's kind of everyone's story. Um, yeah, and well, I just... it's very real. that When that oh, clock, when oh, they say yeah. go, yeah. and that clock starts, yeah. like, yeah. it's, uh, we need to tell the audience, and I've said it before, it's there is no stopping. You there's don't no, stop. There's no stopping. Also, there's no like clocks or anything that marks the time anywhere. And they tell us to take off our watches. So I was like, how many minutes left? And they're like, you have 20 minutes left. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that also was cut um, a bunch, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But I was one of the ones that kept being like, how much time? And yeah. someone would scream it back at me. How yeah. much time? Yeah. And they were like, we just said this. And I was like, I don't care. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's smart. You know? Yeah, totally. It's crazy, crazy, it crazy. It is. Um, if I was very happy with everything that happened, but, um, you know, no regrets. Do you have any regrets? No, no regrets. No, I don't have any regrets either. Um, I, I will say, I will say that if I had my druthers money Mm -hmm. aside, whether I won the money or I didn't win the money, you Mm -hmm. have to watch to find out money aside. I think if I, if I had to change one thing, I would have given, I would have edited an exit interview in for me because mm. <laughs> I didn't get an exit interview. Like, really? And it, and when you watch, did you not watch my episode? <gasps> no, I watched your episode. Maybe I'm there not was, remembering. No, no, no. There was no. There was. Uh, it's been a while now, too. Yeah. Like, and that was like two weeks ago. So I don't blame you. But um, there was a. They did that like queer eye Anthony thing where they pulled Haley aside and they're like, How are you feeling? What's next? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't, which I love Haley. No shade to Haley. Love, love, love her. Um, all the more power to her. But like we we had seen so much of Haley's story that we got it that it was like kind of it was kind of redundant. Mm. And I thought like uh, later on in the episodes, a lot of people got exit interviews. Mm. And and you know as well as I do. After whatever happens, no matter if you win or lose, they sit you on that couch for yep. hours, yep. for hours mm-hmm. to yeah. interview you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought I had really great, right? I had, I gave them like full crying everything, and oh, so wow. I would have, I would have, I would have liked to see that, right? Yeah, like, totally. But, um, but once again, I didn't need it. I'm so happy with the way I, 
I was portrayed and whatnot. Um, earlier, earlier, I wanted, I, I made mention of a lot of things happening in your life mm-hmm. and, and why you chose one story over another. Because In Your Mouth listeners, you have to remember that, like, you know, um, yeah, this is still TV. Although we're competing and although the time is very real, we are being, you know, our our stories are important and we're being prompted for that and we're being asked all about being LGBTQ. And if we and if we and if we make that at the forefront of our uh, of our being, you know, that's the story people want to yeah. tell. But there was something else going on in your life that I didn't find mm-hmm. out till two days ago that I was like, <laughs> wait, what? How did you even do this? Yeah. Would you would you would you mind sharing yeah, that with the of audience? Course. So I actually had a brain tumor and I had it removed like earlier on in the year. But basically when we filmed the show, I still had the tumor in me. So all that cooking you see me doing, I was doing it with a brain tumor, which is insane. Which is, how did you even manage? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean... Well, I, I should start... I should start maybe because I personally don't have a lot of brain tumor knowledge mm-hmm. here. I should start with how much was it affecting you mentally and physically? So I think it was impacting me mentally and physically um, to an extent, but I didn't really notice that I had a brain tumor until like a while into it. I probably had it for at least like three or four years, Um, but they don't date tumors. So you don't really know. But, you know, there were things that I was experiencing before I went on the show. Like if I looked at a blank, like wall or something, I would see shadows or I would have, you know, numbness in my legs sometimes. And those were kind of the symptoms. But like, you don't think of like, you don't connect those things with like a brain tumor and you're like, oh, I have to go see like a neurologist. So I was going to see all these doctors, but then they wouldn't give me, they they would kind of try to treat me in somewhere like maybe you're depressed, whatever. And, you know, so it's been a bit of a journey, but I'm just glad that I found out. Um, I found out because I went to the eye doctor to get a pair of glasses. Um, and then they were like, there's all these things coming up on your eye chart like, this is really weird that you need to go to the ER. And then I went to the ER and they're like, um, there's a tumor in your brain. (laughs) So yeah, it was crazy. So what made you make the decision to be like, well, I have a brain tumor, but I'm going to go, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go do this. So I didn't know that I had a brain tumor until after the show. Oh, yeah. 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 So when I was on the show, I had no idea. And I was just like cooking all the stuff. And I was like, I'm going to do great. And then I left the show and then, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, first and foremost, I'm, I'm sure I could speak for everyone and say that we are happy you are on the mend Thank and you. healthy and here with us and looking stunning. Thank you. And, and hopefully feeling stunning as well. Um, we are happy you're here. Your light shines through on the television. Thank the you. Mi- the minute I saw you, <laughs> I was like, who is this? Aww. I need her in my life. Thank you. Um, but that's... So no wonder that wasn't part of the journey because you didn't even know. I didn't know. Now we got it. Now exactly. Got it. Listen, look at me being Dr. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> over here. <laughs> it's oh, crazy. My God. Yeah. Yes, yes. What a crazy, crazy, crazy journey. Wow. Wow, yeah. Anna. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, and, this and- episode's just been a good reminder that I can do anything. You know, I cooked a a meal with like a crazy theme even with a brain tumor so it's under under high pressure oh yeah totally so I just you know it's a great reminder for me just to be like you know what I can do anything yes yeah yes yes when I similarly um to you that when so uh, speak going back to the long COVID um, and I think it was also anxiety related mm. that, um, and it still happens. I, I can see it now that at one point all my vision was uh, 
clouded with the floaties. Mm. Oh, and we couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure it out. And they're still, they come and go. They're still here. Like now that I'm talking about it, I can see them. Mm. Um, but at one point I got referred to a neuro ophthalmologist, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize was even a thing. I was like, a who? Yeah. And they sent me for an MRI to mm-hmm. do yeah. this whole the, this whole brain thing yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, she was fantastic. Oh, my God. One of the best doctors I've ever been to. Ever been to in my wow. life. Because um, she said, it's just one of the, it's, it's the care in healthcare. Yeah. And she sat there and she was so, so kind and so like as fun as a doctor can be, but mm-hmm. she was just like really nice. And, and she was like, okay, Michael, well, what about this? What about this? Hmm. Well, what about this? Hmm. Okay. Well, this is this and it's not this. Okay. Well, we did this and we ruled out that she goes, you know what? I just think this is, this is just going to go away because all you are the, so healthy mm-hmm. and everything is this. So I think it's just a piece of longevity of yeah. this COVID and maybe exacerbated by, you know, the the anxiety that has come from this. Mm-hmm. So I can slightly, ever so minusculely relate <laughs> to to a brain journey because like Thank that was you. a little bit of a scary moment. Too, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I'm sure. Um, I mean, I feel like anything related to the brain is kind of scary. Yeah. 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 It's um we are so happy you are well. Thank you. Here. You know, what's next for you? So I'm still on my healing journey. Um, so when they took out the brain tumor, there's basically like some parts of my short-term memory that were impacted. So I'm still having a bit of a hard time remembering certain things. So I haven't been working since February. Um, and we're just kind of taking it easy and slow. Um, I have recovered quite a bit though. So I'm just going to continue recovering, um, you know, continue cooking. Cooking was also like something that was hard for me when I came out of the hospital because I just couldn't remember like what ingredients I had put in or, you know, what seasonings I had used um, because my memory was so fraught. Um, But now it's getting better. So I want to get back into the cooking game. And yeah, I just want to like share what I can um, with all my followers and yeah, just keep living. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Wait, did you, are you going on the honeymoon? Not yet. Um, we're going to see how I recover with my condition. Okay. Yeah, we just didn't want to be away. Yes. Yeah. In your mouth, listeners, part of the storyline as well was that Anna wants to take her beautiful wife mm-hmm. on this honeymoon. And so we, like, I'm sure those of you out there who have watched, uh, I'm sure that's a, a pressing question on your mind. And obviously we want Anna to be safe and healthy uh, so that way she can enjoy that time with her wife as well. Thank but, you. You know, you know, where where would it be when when you finally do go? So we're thinking of going to Machu Picchu. <gasps> Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I haven't yeah. been, but I love, love, love Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Have you seen a random Mexico? moment. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that like was it a, a TikTok, a YouTube or something, an Instagram? It's these two gay guys, mm-hmm. right? Driving through Mexico. Mm-hmm. I guess they had just like crossed the border mm-hmm. and were driving through Mexico to like Cancun to visit mm-hmm. somebody's mother to visit one of their mothers. Mm-hmm. But they drive through cartel country. Mm-hmm. No. And then all of a sudden like, so Mexico isn't a place like America where you can just road trip, you yeah. know, apparently. And I didn't realize that. So the cartel rolls up on them <gasps> with guns and things. No way. That's And so pulls scary. them over. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're like, we don't speak Spanish. And he's crying and he's <gasps> hyperventilating. But the camera, the cameras are on. They put right. the cameras on. But oh, you can't gosh. see the men. But you do see the guns. Oh and you see them, gosh. like, kind of roll up on them from every... It's like a movie and they're crying. And then the funny thing is, is that the, um, the guys from the cartel are like, don't worry, breathe. You're fine. You're right. fine. <laughs> Who are you? And what are you doing here? Right. They were like, no, mama, mama. He's trying to tell my mama I'm driving to see Cancun. Right, right. And they were like, and then you hear them in Spanish being like, oh, these two people obviously aren't from here. Don't know right. what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're literally, because you can see they're te- shaking oh, and no. terrified and crying, trying to get like 
they're just driving to see their mother. You know? Oh, yikes. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. My <laughs> brother so showed horrifying. that to me. I was like, this is a crazy Yeah. Thing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Crazy, crazy. Look that up. It's crazy to okay. watch. Okay. Like, the internet is, the internet's It's like wild. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been a joy spending the morning with you. Thank I love you. you. I love that we are connected. Yes. Right? Listen, when you are ready and willing, let's go have um a little bit of brunch yes. someplace or a little a little meal. Yeah. Little meal, I, I need to taste your cooking. So well, we need to make that happen. Yes, that too, right? Out of my 120 square feet. I mean, you can come over here and you can cook for us. We we could do a cook. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Let's give all the, let's give the kids all the handles. Give them your Instagram or wherever Mm -hmm. they can find you, please. So my Instagram is at the lipstick chef underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Um, Yeah. So you can follow me there. Great. And then you also have a website, thelipstickchef.net. Yeah. All right. Um, you could find her there and all of her information on that as well. Um, we love you. We stand. Um, I'm just so happy and thankful that you were able to be here, that you're on the mend and getting better each as each day goes by. Yeah. I am so happy that we are connected here. Thank you and I so can't much. thank you enough for spending the day with me and just giving me of your time today. Thank Anna. you. Same here. Thanks so much. Yes, yes, yes. In your mouth, listeners, what a great day it's been. If you're going out for Halloween, folks, um, and also, oh my God, happy birthday. Thank you. And that's all I can sing of it <laughs> because I don't own the rights. <laughs> <laughs> Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Um, If you're going out for Halloween, Anna, you be safe. But like in your mouth, listeners, especially the homosexuals out there who love a lot of gay nonsense, (laughs) please be safe. Yeah. Please, please, please be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. Drink responsibly. Bring that one friend who may be a little bit of a Debbie Downer, but at least is the responsible Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Bring the mom, bring the, bring the mom of your friends. I'm usually the mom, um, right? Um, you know, just be safe out there. And I, if you're in P-Town this week, please say hi. Please say hi. Please. I love, I love meeting um, all of you out there. A bunch of you, especially at New York Wine and Food Fest came out and said hi. Um, I'm, I, I'm very approachable. Take all the pictures, do all the things, you know, um, but most importantly, have a very safe and happy Halloween if you celebrate or whatever you're doing out there um, this coming weekend. We we really want, you know, our community to take care of each other and have the best time, but also be safe yeah. doing that. And other than that, I think all Anna and I have to say is thank you for listening you. to In Yo Mouth. Thank you. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.